Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. This may be a bit of an unpopular opinion, but I really did not like APTA CSM 2021 for a few different reasons. So now that I'm going to my first in-person conference in over a year and a half, I'm ready to make this an amazing conference experience. But to do so, I'm going to have to be really intentional about it. So in today's episode, we're going over five steps to make your next conference the best it can possibly be, because I'm ready for some great education and to be able to actually use what I learn back in my practice. So let's dive in. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. Hey everybody, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the OncoPT Podcast. And like I mentioned in the intro, I am finally attending my first in-person conference this week, after over a year and a half since my last in-person conference. And honestly, I probably wouldn't even be doing this conference if I didn't feel really good about the precautions that this conference is taking. But after a lot of deliberation, I'm really excited to be going and I'm really excited to get to see some of my colleagues that I got to meet for the first time at Camp Watch Me over the summer. So this week, I'm going to the National Lymphedema Network 2021 conference. And it's taking place in Boston, Massachusetts, which is probably one of my favorite places to go anyways. And since I'm finally getting to get back out there and go to a conference, I'm really excited, but I'm also a little bit nervous. You see, I absolutely love conferences. I love getting to connect with new people. I love getting to meet up with people that I've met previously, whether that's virtually or in person. And I love learning so very much. I really like being able to take the information that I learn from these conferences and then take them back and use them with my patients. So after a long time of not being able to attend any conferences, I'm really ready to get back. But again, I'm still a little bit nervous. Nervous a little bit because of COVID and what is still going on in the world, but also because I'm a little rusty when it comes to conferences. You know, the last one that I attended, like I said, the last big one was APTA CSM. I was a part of the Virtual Oncology Physical Therapy Summit that happened earlier this year. But it's not the same as in person. So I'm really looking forward to making the most out of my experience. And then, like I said, bringing back the best, the most information that I can so that I can be helping my patients back here in Texas when I do get back to my practice. So with all that said, it's really easy to get swept up in the excitement and the bustle of the conference, and then ultimately walk away without remembering a whole lot of what you actually learned. So how I'm heading into this conference is a little different than what I've done previously. 
instead of going in without a plan, just kind of seeing where the wind takes me, I'm going in with a very specific plan that I want to implement as part of this conference experience. Now, before you say, Elise, isn't that going to take the spontaneity out of things? Okay, hear me out. I am not scheduling out every minute of the day. But rather what I'm doing is I have very specific things that I want to do or I want to accomplish as part of this conference experience. So then, and this is what I found to work in other aspects of my life, by having these objectives that we'll talk about here in a bit, this really allows me to be more receptive to the spontaneous moments that happen as part of a conference. And not only being receptive to them, but actually acting upon them. And I still walk away from a conference with really useful experience, with really useful information. Now, you could totally go into a conference without a plan. That's fine. I did that for a long, long time, but I found that it was the best way to frankly get overwhelmed and then again to just forget most of the stuff that I learned before I even landed back in DFW after a conference. So this is the method that I found to be helpful for continuing education courses when I have to go somewhere else and I'm implementing this in the conference experience that I'm going to and I think it's going to work really, really well. So step number one is to do your research ahead of time. Don't go into the conference blindly. The very first time that I ever went to APTA combined sections meeting, which is one of my favorite conferences of all time, this was my very first conference in physical therapy school. And I was one of those bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, brand-new first-year PT students who was just so excited to finally get to meet other physical therapy students from across the country and see what this whole, you know, physical therapy profession was about. So when I walked into the Anaheim Convention Center for the first time, I was absolutely overwhelmed. There were so many professionals, so many students, so many sessions to choose from, and I picked a few sessions to go to, and some of them did actually change the trajectory of my PT career. Um, one of my favorite stories to tell is, you know, I kind of stumbled into this presentation by Dr. Nicole Stout and Dr. Amy Litterini all about oncology physical therapy, and that pretty much sealed the deal for me. So there were a couple of these, you know, stumbling into spontaneous moments that worked out really, really well. But the majority of what I remember from that conference is I was very lost all of the time. I didn't really know what was going on. And I remember a lot of wasted time. By that, I mean, I picked out sessions to go to and I didn't really pay attention to the general timeline of the conference. So what happened was there was a session and then there was a break where you could go and you could network, you could go to the exhibit hall, you could go look at posters. And I thought that the conference went right ahead with the next session. So I hustled as fast as I could all the way across the Anaheim Convention Center. I found my way into the session that I wanted to go to. I sat down and then I just sat there and I waited and waited and waited for the next session to get started. And I was flabbergasted with how late that they were taking to get started with this next session, only to realize that after my friends and the people that I came to this conference with were texting me and calling me looking for me, that I realized how stupid my mistake was. So 
the moral of this story is don't go into a conference blindly. Know what you're getting yourself into ahead of time. So then that way when it's time to actually be present, be a part, participate in the conference, you know what you're expecting, you know what you're supposed to be, you know, potentially like doing what this general timeline is and then you're better able to actually use the time you have to do the things you want to like in step two so step two is make objectives for yourself and you should absolutely create objectives for your conference experience. I like to do this with the continuing education courses that I take. So after you've done your research, you need to decide what you want to gain from this experience. What do you want to get out of the conference? So for example, if I was smart, I would have done this for APTA CSM 2021. One of the big things that I was dealing with earlier this year is that I was studying for the Oncology Specialist Certification Exam, and that coincided very nicely with the time frame that APTA CSM was happening. And I went into APTA CSM 2021 with this idea of, oh, I'll review and, you know, I'll go to sessions and it'll be a great review for the exam. And that was not at all the case. It was way too vague. And I ultimately didn't really get that much out of the conference experience, which was a super bummer. And I'll talk more about that a little later in this episode. But you need to have these conference objectives, these learning or experience objectives set going into the conference. Maybe this is specific topics that you want to learn about. Maybe it's that you want to meet particular people. Or maybe you have booths that you want to stop by so that you can grab some swag, so that you can network, so that you can share your resume with potential employers. You need to have objectives for your time. As I've said previously, this does not mean that you plan out every minute of the conference. You shouldn't, because as we know, things go not quite according to plan most of the time. And there's a certain level of spontaneity that I think is really beautiful about conferences. You never know who you might accidentally meet. So for example, I accidentally met P.T. Dan, who is the Kids Cancer PT a couple years ago at CSM because we both happened to be working at the APTA Oncology booth. And that was super fun. And we found out, so he is from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, which is where some of my family is from. And we connected over that part before I even really figured out who PT Dan was, which I think is really hilarious and a big, you know, frankly, testament to sometimes how oblivious I can be. So spontaneity is okay. Spontaneity is good as part of the conference experience. But what I did for that conference is I knew that I wanted to work the booth. I knew that I wanted to go to these particular courses. So I made a schedule for myself of, okay, I want to do this. So if I'm going to work at the booth, I'm going to make sure that I can do it at this time. So then I have this other time to do stuff. And then as part of that, that's where the spontaneity can still happen, whether it's even a part of your scheduled objectives, but even during the free time, maybe when you don't schedule out these minutes. The moral of the story here is if you have these objectives for yourself, that you are trying to accomplish, that you are going to accomplish as part of the conference experience, you're more likely to use your time wisely 
in order to accomplish these objectives. And in doing so, because you are using your time wisely to accomplish these objectives throughout the course, throughout the conference, then you are going to be more open, more receptive to opportunities that present themselves along the way. The third step in making the most out of your next conference experience is to create a plan. Now, a plan is different than the objectives. The objectives is what you want to get out of your conference experience, whereas the plan is more like, how am I actually going to do that? This is a little more relevant for conference experiences where you have multiple sessions to pick from. There's multiple things happening at the same time, and maybe you have to prioritize what you actually want to go and see or learn or listen to. So if you're in a situation like this, you want to have a plan for what you actually want to attend. And then in addition to that plan, you have to have a backup plan because sometimes you get to the sessions and you're ready to swipe in and there's no empty seats. Maybe there's a seat limit. Maybe there's only a certain number of tables or a certain amount of equipment for the participants of this course. And then you're not able to be a part of this course. Sometimes sessions are duds, and I've definitely been in a few of those. So this is where maybe you show up, you're really excited to get to learn about this material, and you sit down, you find your spot, and then the presenter starts talking, and then your heart just sinks. Maybe it's the presenter, maybe it's the content, but this is boring you to tears. And there's no way and there's no way that you can sit through this for another hour, hour and a half, two hours potentially. And you need to make a quick exit and be able to go on to the next session that you've got blocked on your list so that, well, you didn't really waste that time block. So as important as it is to have a plan, it's just as important, if not more so, to have a backup plan to go along with this. For whatever reason, sometimes sessions don't work out. But to ensure that you're not wasting the time of that session and maybe to make sure that you still get CEU credit for this particular hour, whatever session, it's important that you have a backup plan that you can then put into place, start acting on, and then go to that next session or whatever activity it is that you want to participate in. Next up is have a note-taking system. Now, this looks different for every person. Are you going to write your notes? Are you going to type your notes? Are you going to take your notes on a Google Doc or are you going to use the slides from the presenter? Are there even slides from the presentation? Many times, sometimes, well, I'm going to say many times because I've definitely encountered this. There aren't necessarily slides from the presentation ahead of time. Or maybe there's not even really notes, but more of a general outline along with a list of learning objectives or an agenda for the presentation. Are you going to take notes or are you not? There's not necessarily a wrong answer here, but you need to have these answers for yourself going into the conference. This is not something that you want to be deciding on a whim as you get into the conference. 
Now I say this because I have definitely done this before. So in PT school, we oftentimes had our notes ahead of time. There were, you know, certain slides or PDFs that we could download. And then I actually used to print out my notes and then write along with it. And that's really not available at a lot of the conferences that we go to, especially over the last few years. In efforts to obviously save paper, be more eco-friendly, it makes sense that we have these oftentimes apps where we can download the notes or the slides from the presenters directly to our device and then be able to take notes. That's pretty cool. But even then, even with this technology that tends to be pretty accessible, that doesn't mean that we always necessarily have notes to take. And so I definitely have been in situations where I'm like, oh, I'm going to download the notes and then I'll type right on them only to find, nope, don't have them. So regardless of whatever you choose to do, however you choose to take notes, you need to have this decided ahead of time. As you're taking notes, are you wanting to jot down the highlights of what the presenter is saying? Or are you trying to write down all of the major points that this speaker makes? It really challenged my way of taking notes, honestly, at conferences when I saw some people that I really look up to in the oncology space not taking notes at conferences. I am a very furious note taker. And in doing so, I have noticed that I definitely miss a lot of the truly important things in the presentation, mainly because I'm trying to catch up with what the speaker is saying compared to they are already in the future, basically, of their presentation. So I try to take more kind of high point, oh, this isn't necessarily something that I would think of notes. And my notes tend to be a little more usable compared to how I used to write them. This may not be the same for you. You may have a very different approach that works for you. Great. Sounds amazing. But it's really important that you have a system decided on going into the conference. Because again, the last thing you want to do, which is what I've been doing up to, the, up to probably about a year ago, is deciding at the conference how I was going to take notes. And I ended up missing a lot of really important information along the way. Okay, so step five in making your next conference the best it can be is to be realistic with yourself. In the intro of this episode, I told you how I was really disappointed in my APTA CSM 2021 experience. You've also heard me say in this episode that APTA CSM is my favorite conference. And these statements both are true. I am so excited every year when it's time for CSM, but this year was very challenging for me. As I mentioned, I was studying for the Oncology Board Specialist Certification exam, and it was really difficult. It was very challenging. It was very stressful. There was a lot going on. I had actually just started another job shortly beforehand, so I was trying to balance a lot of things. And if you didn't go to the combined sections meeting this year, here's the recap that you need to know. It was all virtual, and how they structured the sessions was they had the sessions pretty much taking place exclusively in the evening hours. So after work, all throughout February. So it was basically like a 20, I guess, like 22, 20 day sprint all throughout February of these sessions. 
And I encountered a few times where I had set aside time to attend the sessions live because I am not a very good watch later kind of person. I am much more engaged when I know that the presentation is live. So I would set aside time to go to these presentations that I thought were going to be live or were going to be taking place live only to find that they were actually canceled. Or sometimes they weren't live and they were pre-recorded and I just, I know myself and I know that I do much better when the courses are live. And so I would feel frustrated that, man, I set aside this time because I thought this was going to be live, so I thought I could actually have a conversation potentially to ask questions of the presenter and that's not the case. All in all, it was like a giant CEU marathon and it was exhausting on top of everything else. On top of this situation in which I know that I don't learn well, I was last minute cramming for the oncology specialist certification exam. So my thought of, oh, this will be a great opportunity to review the exam. I'll, you know, do some studying maybe during the day. And then in the evening, I'll go to these sessions and I'll get to review some of the really important topics that I need to know. And I was totally off the mark, like could not be more wrong. What ended up happening was I was trying to prioritize my time between studying what I felt like I should be studying for the exam, but then also attending the CSM sessions and trying to balance my stress and this new job at the same time. And I found out I'm actually not very good at managing my stress in a situation like that. So what I should have done now looking back is I should have just focused on studying. I think my big stress part of my big stress, there were multiple things, is that the CEUs were not going to be available forever. Like there was a very finite time and I just knew that I couldn't fit it all in together. I should have been honest with myself about what realistic expectations were for what I needed instead of trying to keep up with my annual CSM tradition. I really should have just sat this one out based on all the other things that I was trying to do. All in all, I can't be too unhappy with it, with this experience, because I did still pass the exam, but I think I could have used my time much more wisely instead of trying to cram everything in. So if you're trying to decide between attending a conference or not, it's critical that you are realistic with yourself. Can you devote the time that you want to, that you need to, to this conference? Are you going to be thinking about the billion things that are waiting for you when you get home from this conference? So for me right now, I am in the middle of the school semester. I am teaching again this semester. And what I did is I worked really hard to get ahead of my lectures so that they are already ready and done for my students. So as I'm leaving for this conference, it's all taken care of. Now, it did take some extra prep work to get to this point, but I know that I'm going to be much more able to enjoy this conference experience because of the work that I've done ahead of time. Same thing with different things about my business, with my practice. I've set up systems at this point to where I know that nothing is going to blow up if I leave for a few days on this conference. My patients can still get a hold of me. My clients and students know how to get a hold of me during this time period. 
And yes, like I said, it was a little more work on the front end to make sure that this could happen, but I feel really good going into this conference experience that I'm going to be able to enjoy myself and really learn, which is what I'm really looking forward to after a year and a half of virtual conference experiences. So at the end of the day, you need to be realistic with yourself about what you're wanting to get out of this conference, what the time is that you can commit to it, and then do you realistically have the time, the mental space, the energy to devote to this conference? Because I want you to enjoy your conference experience. Whatever conference you choose to go to next, I want you to enjoy it. And again, I think that these steps are really going to help me make the most of my conference experience, but I'd love to know from you, when is yours? Is your next conference going to be in person? Is it going to be virtual? What is this next conference you're going to? Whatever conference it is, I want you to know, what did you think of these steps? I want you to DM me on Instagram, so you can find me at theonkopt, and let me know which of these steps did it did resonate with you the most. So DM me on Instagram. Let me know. I am looking forward to those and I will be responding to them. And I look forward to speaking with you more in our next podcast episode. Until then, thanks so much and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OnCo PT Podcast. For more episodes, visit theoncopt.com. 